the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our text for this Pentecost Sunday comes from St. John's Gospel, chapter 7. We have verses 37 and 38. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So far, our text. The feast that is mentioned in our text for today is actually a seven-day-long celebration of the temple. It dates all the way back to King Solomon. Every day as they celebrate, they pour water onto the altar of the temple. And on this, the last day, the, the great day, the seventh day, they pour seven pitchers of water onto the altar. The entire focus of this week-long festival is water in the temple, which is why Jesus chooses this moment to stand up and cry aloud for all to hear his line about water for the thirsty. This simple yet gracious offer for anyone who thirsts to come and drink is actually so much more than an invitation. And so today I want to walk us through these two verses and help us clearly understand three things. First, I want us to pay special attention to what Jesus is saying about himself. Second, because it's Pentecost, I want to make sure we don't miss what Jesus is revealing about the Holy Spirit. And third, I want to make sure we understand what Jesus is saying about us. So we start with Jesus. What is he saying about himself? Well, again, the focus of the celebration is water and the temple. Throughout God's word, there's always been a special connection between water and holy places. I mean, we go clear back to the Garden of Eden, and from here the four rivers flowed out that brought life-giving waters to the whole world. If we were to go to the book of Ezekiel, we would see the prophet have a vision where he sees the river flow out from the temple and it brings life to everything the water touches. And even though those Israelites wouldn't have been familiar with it, if we were to go to St. John's Revelation, he saw the water of the river of life. But for him, it wasn't coming from the temple because he says the temple is the Lord Almighty. He sees the river of water of life flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. See, this is what Jesus is saying about himself. Out of the temple flows the river of water of life. It's a water that satisfies all spiritual thirst and gives not just life, but eternal life. The powerful statement Jesus is saying about himself is that he is the new temple. He said the same thing back in John chapter 2 when he said, destroy the temple and in three days I will raise it up. He's not talking about the stone building in Jerusalem. He's talking about himself. And there on the cross, the temple of his body was destroyed as it was beaten, flogged, nailed, and killed. And when the soldier stuck the spear into his side, what came flowing out? Blood and water. And then on Easter morning, three days later, he did raise up that temple again as he was risen from the dead. This offer for anyone who thirsts to come and drink, it's one more way Jesus reminds us he is the temple of God, the living tabernacle, God's presence dwelling among his people. The living waters that satisfy our spiritual thirst and give us eternal life, they come from one place, Jesus Christ himself. 
we can come and drink of Him and receive this living water. We can come and drink of Him and have our spiritual thirst quenched and satisfied. We can come and drink of Him and receive eternal life because He is God, the Son of God, born in the flesh, the living temple, the very presence of God among His people. And He was destroyed by being crucified. But then three days later, rose again from the dead. And now that He lives, He offers living water flowing from His side to all people who thirst for salvation and eternal life. Jesus is the living temple of God, offering living water to all who thirst. He is the one and only source of life, the one and only Savior of all people. That's what His invitation says about Himself. Second, as we celebrate Pentecost, the day when the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles in tongues of flame and gave them the courage to preach the gospel to all people, what is Jesus saying about the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus says, whoever believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And notice what St. John adds there, saying, this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were to receive. So what is Jesus saying about the Holy Spirit? The only way you can come and drink of Jesus is by the power of the Holy Spirit. As it says in the explanation of the third article in Luther's small catechism, I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. Christ is our Savior. But not one single person, not those first apostles, not those first 3,000 souls saved on Pentecost, not a single believer all the way up to you and me here today would have ever come and drank of Jesus and received his living water, his forgiveness, his salvation, his eternal life without the Holy Spirit. In our sinful nature, we are not capable of beginning our own faith. And as Jesus says, whoever believes in me that's who has rivers of living water flowing out of his heart. We are saved by faith alone. But without the Holy Spirit, there would be no faith. Faith is a gift from God, started by him through the work of the Holy Spirit. As we hear the good news of the gospel and receive the power of his word in the sacraments, this is how the Holy Spirit begins that faith in each one of us. Then and only then, once he has called us by the gospel and lightened us by his gifts, are we able to be believers who now have rivers of living water flowing out of our hearts. Jesus is reminding us that even though he is the one who we believe in as our Savior, even though he's the one who will die on the cross and rise from the dead, even though he's the one offering the water from himself to satisfy our spiritual thirst, none of those things he's offering to us would be ours without the Holy Spirit. And so on this, the day of Pentecost, as we hear Jesus' invitation and reminded that through our faith we have all these things He is freely offering to us, we take this moment to remember the Holy Spirit, to recognize the powerful and amazing work He does in us and for us each and every day. And we thank Him. We thank the Holy Spirit that He is keeping us connected to Christ, the living temple of God who gives us the waters of eternal life. Third, what is Jesus saying about us? For this one, we have to listen closely to His offer. He starts with, anyone who thirsts. 
So the first question is, are you thirsty? Are you aware of your need for this living water? Do you realize you are a sinner who has lost eternal life with God? Do you confess that without Christ and his living water, you are no better off than a man journeying through the desert who is parched, baking in the heat of the sun, already as good as dead? Well, as the Holy Spirit goes to work, then yes, we do become aware of how thirsty we really are. As the Spirit works through the law, showing us our sin, making us aware of our fatal and completely dehydrated status, he brings us to the truth, the truth that we're thirsty, the truth that we have tried to quench this thirst with many other things, and the truth that nothing but Christ alone will ever be able to truly satisfy our spiritual thirst. So we are thirsty. And through the work of the Holy Spirit, as he began our faith in us, we have come to Christ and begun to drink of him. We have received the living water flowing from his pure side, giving us the life we crave. But you notice what else Christ says. As you believe in him, what happens to you? Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Christ is not offering you a small little cup of water to wet your mouth and keep you going just a little longer. No way. He's offering you the end of a fire hose and the water pressure is on full blast. The living water he's offering to you will fill you to the brim and continue to keep running so that water has no choice but to flow out of you like many rivers. Imagine one of those old cartoons where an animated animal would put a hose in its mouth and somebody else would turn the water on and all of a sudden the water would start shooting out of the ears and the nose and the eyes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Christ makes sure you will never thirst again because his river will not only flow to you, but through you. The problem is some people don't want this. When they hear Christ offering living water, they want to drink, but just enough to keep themselves alive. It's kind of like when all this COVID stuff started. In the beginning, you couldn't find anything you need in the stores because so many people had went out and bought excessive amounts to hoard all for themselves. They didn't care about anyone else. Their sinful, greedy nature told them to make sure they were taken care of and they had enough for them. Well, how many of us try to do this with our faith? Makes me think about a documentary my wife and I were watching a couple weeks ago, the Ken Burns series on how the national parks are created. It's absolutely phenomenal if you get a chance to watch it. One part of the documentary focused on Yosemite National Park in California and John Muir. John Muir was the famous man who helped get so much land preserved through the national park system. Well, right above Yosemite Valley, there's another valley called Hetch Hetchy that has a river running through it. Muir fell in love with this valley and all of its grandeur and its beauty and the waters of the river. However, in the early 1900s, some people decided that Hetch Hetchy would be the perfect valley to build a dam in, which would create a reservoir and provide water for the residents of San Francisco. Muir saw this project as absolute insanity. How could you build a dam that would flood a majestic valley like Hetch Hetchy just so a few people could have water? Well, in 1923, the dam was completed, and to this day, Hetch Hetchy is a reservoir, leaving the entire valley under water. The reason I thought of this story with today's text is because Jesus offers to have rivers of living water flowing out of our hearts, and yet how many of us have tried to build dams to keep all of that living water for ourselves? 
If we were that animated animal with the hose in our mouths, we'd probably start sticking corks in our ears and nose to make sure the water had nowhere to come back out of us. See, we're thirsty, and we want to drink the living water Christ offers us, but when it comes to letting that living water flow back out of our hearts to others, that's where we start building dams. We want Christ's love and grace to come to us, but as the Spirit works to sanctify us, to make us holy, to let that same love and grace flow back out of us unto others, that's where we become very selfish and greedy. We come up with all kinds of excuses like, I don't have time to serve that neighbor. I don't feel safe going out to the lost. I'm not comfortable talking with strangers about my faith or talking about Jesus isn't my spiritual gift, so I'll let others do that. We build and we build and we build and try as hard as we can to dam up that flowing water so it has nowhere left to pour out of us, keeping all that living water to ourselves. But that is not what Christ is offering. This is not the work of the Spirit to simply fill our hearts and stop there. No, listen again. Whoever believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. See, this is what Christ is really saying about us. That as we are connected to him, the living temple of God, we also become a temple of God from which the living waters flow. In fact, St. Paul says the same thing in 1 Corinthians 6. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? Christ is the living temple, the place where God's presence is found. But as the Holy Spirit enters each one of us to do his work of creating faith and connecting us to Christ, we now have God's presence in us. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and so the living water from Christ flows to us, but as a temple, the rivers of living waters flow out from us to give life to all those around us. As a Christian, we don't get to build dams and keep the love and grace of Christ all to ourselves. It doesn't work that way. His living water is too strong, too powerful, it flows too mightily for us to try and stop. It will always flow out through us and keep right on going to those around us. As the Holy Spirit sanctifies us and keeps us in the true faith, His work is not only to keep that living water flowing to us so that we have eternal life, but to let it flow out from us so others who are thirsty and seeking Christ can come and drink of their Savior as well. With this one simple invitation, Jesus is stating that He is the living temple of God the very presence of God among his people where they can find forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. Through his crucifixion and resurrection, the living waters of eternal life flow out of him so that all who are thirsty can come and drink. And yet it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we sinners who are thirsty are able to come to Jesus and drink. We believe in Him as our Lord and Savior only because the Holy Spirit has begun that faith in us and kept us in the true faith, keeping us constantly and daily connected to Jesus. And as we live in that faith, believing in Jesus, we have His living water not only flowing to us, giving us eternal life, but also flowing out from us, out of our hearts, because we are His temple. We are His presence in the world. And the Holy Spirit will work through our lives, our words, our actions to bring others to Christ so that they too can drink, believe, and receive the waters of His eternal life. Do you hear everything that's included in this invitation of Jesus? As He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come 
and drink. Whoever believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.